Panther has achieved the number three positions and has beaten James Cameron Titanic to rank as the third top grossing title of all time at the U.S. box office. Black Panther is now just behind Star Wars The Force Awakens, 936 United States dollars. Gentlemen, it has been a privilege playing with you tonight. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli, uh, daughter of the dragon. Colleen Wing or Misty Knight. He's one of them, probably both. We don't judge. <laughs> uh, but it's a new, it's 2018. Yo. It's 2018. This is a judge-free zone, so <laughs> you can choose to be whatever you want to be. So, yeah, like I said, we're back with another episode. Not too much happened. It seems like this is the calm before the storm because everybody, it feels like this this Infinity War hype train is starting to get rolling. It's starting to get going now. But yeah. don't worry about that because you are in a safe space. We are not going to spoil any trailers. We're not going to talk about anything about the movie. I'm, I'm complete blackout mode right now. So if you are in blackout mode right now, don't worry. You want to say space. We're not going to talk about the bullshit. Oh, who's going to die? And where is the soul stone? I don't give a fuck. Until the movie comes out, that's when I will pay oh. attention. Oh, so we're not going to start taking bets on who's dying and shit? No, we're not going to do what every other podcast on the fucking planet is doing right now. Taking With a Deadpool pool. on the Avengers and shit? Right. <laughs> I got 20 on Stark. No, we're not going to do that. We're just going to ignore that shit right now. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about some other stuff. Okay, Eli, remember, I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to build up to it. Before we get into the nerd news, I want to talk about some other stuff right now. I want to talk about... Uh, I want to talk about my, my college I went to, my alma mater. They, they made the news. They made the news. It had nothing to do with some geek shit, but I just want to give them a shout out because it was some pretty good shit. So, like I said, Alcorn State University actually made the news, uh, like the national news, like last week. Apparently, there was a Fleetwood Mac song that was out, and I think the name, okay, Eli, you ever heard of a song called Dreamers? Dream, something like that? By Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe if I hear it, I probably recognize it. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I never heard the song before, but somebody on Twitter said, You can't dance to a Fleetwood Mac song. And then somebody posted a picture of, actually posted a video of a Fleetwood Mac song attached to one of the, the dance troupe of Alcorn State University, which is the Golden Girls, you know, who's in the Sounds of Dynamite and everything like that, which I was also in the Sounds of Dynamite. And so they were dancing to Fleetwood Mac. And apparently this video went viral with, you know, the Golden Girls dances to Fleetwood Mac. And it came so viral that it put Fleetwood Mac back in the Billboard Top 100 with that song. No so, shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's like number one streaming and introduced them a whole nother audience, stuff like that. And I was like, well, fuck, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Alcorn. And it's Alcorn, not Alcorn. Uh, what's that fucker that uh, on the Today Show that kept saying Alcorn? It irritated me. I can't remember his name. Uh, Chase something. Broker? 
Stroker, Stroker something. Yeah, him. Not, no, no, no. I, I'm cool with Al Roker. I, I like him. <laughs> Whoever the fucker was, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, let's see. What's, oh, one more thing. I'm going to talk about that. I was going to talk about that. It was something else. Fuck it. I can't remember. Should have took notes. I don't take notes. We freestyle on the show, so let's go. Uh, anything else you got to touch on, Eli, before we move on? Uh, no, I just disagree the fact that I think you can... I think you can dance the Fleetwood back. <laughs> can you? I heard the song, and here's the thing: I saw the video, and I was like, "You can't dance to this." What the? I'm, I'm not knocking Fleetwood Mac. Or, I understand. Or you just can't. Or you just can't twerk to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> you can't twerk to Fleetwood Mac. I mean, you can try. I don't see how, but yeah, you can try. <laughs> you can't drop it like it's hot. To not Fleetwood to Mac. Fleetwood Mac. They they did everything they could to it, but I'm pretty sure it was another song they were twerking to. Maybe I don't know Migos or something. I don't know. And then they just put Fleetwood Mac in there. So hey, whatever works. Uh, if you can find the video online, it's on Twitter. Just Google it. You'll you'll find it. Uh, that being said, Eli, can we move on to the? Oh 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 yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. We got some we got some house cleaning to do, Eli. Okay. Yeah, well, housekeeping. I feel like housekeeping. I'm glad I, I thought of that before we move on. That's why I was stalling. <laughs> oh, so apparently we're doing some housekeeping because, like I said, remember we talked about on our last episode where we had a review of Doomsday Clock. Yeah. And we talked about a tank penis being bit off in the show. Well, our boss, Ryan Gomer, actually corrected us and said it was not a tiger penis. It was a zebra penis. Yes. So... Good job for uh, Ryan Gomez. That's why we pay you the big bucks or why you don't pay us the big bucks, I guess. <laughs> One or the other. But here's the thing. I actually went on Twitter and I had a conversation with the artist, Gary Frank. Yes, we and have actually, another listener. We have one more listener. Now I don't. Now his. I don't know if Gary Frank even listened to the podcast. No, he listened. He had to have listened because with his response, he he actually sat down and listened to it and, and responded to my. Uh, you know to my question and my question was basically let's talk about that scene so i posted a video of it and the video got around uh everybody that follows gary frank actually sat down and watched the video also and you know made comments and and i think pretty cool now here's what gary frank said about the comment about the zebra penis being bitten off and i'm quoting exactly what he said he said you know that the theme of this issue is seeing what you want to see right and then he has a smiley face behind it and then saying just saying dot 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 you know that's what he's saying <laughs> yeah so i think that gary frank wants to say it but he can't say it yeah. but he's agreeing with it. he didn't just come out and say no that's not a zebra penis getting sped out of his mouth are you crazy are you smoking something because you know people will say that stuff if it's true but the way he said it he said it like like i winking like eh, yeah i kind of yeah he bit his zebra penis off but we can't tell you he bit his zebra penis off because we snuck that in there you know and that's fitting with like, especially since it's the Watchmen and Alan Moore, who's always kind of pushed the limits in that yeah, way. Who, and, and Alan Moore has written worse shit than this. I mean, as far as yeah. like pushing the envelope, like this is, yeah. you know, a walk in the park. Want, and, yeah. If you want to talk about like the killing joke, like I, I read the killing joke many times and I never took that the Joker rape Batgirl. I never did. I never saw that until I didn't, I didn't see it at first. Until I read it like a few more until, times. Until until like, I, yeah. I I read an interview with like Grant Morrison or whatever when he said and he pointed that out. Then he also pointed out that Batman kills the Joker at the end. It's like 
Oh, I never said it. Now, the Batman kill joke, I never got that until I, I saw Grant Morrison say yeah. that. I, I don't think I anybody took that until Grant Morrison said that. Yeah. So I think it's always up to interpretation, you know, right, like we see what you want to see, you know. Because to be honest, so Alan Moore has never said that, that, you know, Joker yeah. killed Batman. He never said that was all Grant Morrison saying that's what he took from it, you know. Yeah. So. So. And that's oh, yeah. thing, Jeff John is trying to write an Alamo story, so he's going to push the envelope like Alamo will, or at least that's my interpretation. Like I said, hey, Gary Frank said, you see what you want to see? I saw zero penis getting bit off, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now, before we go, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to talk about some shit, but I can't, okay, what do you think happened at the end of Killing Joke, before we actually get into the actual podcast? Well, when I first read it, I thought of it as that because he tells that joke at the end, right? Where, where basically, Batman finally gets what the Joker was trying to say. He finally identifies with them, as far as like, hey, I'm I'm trying to free you, man. It's all you're the one with all these restrictions. You're the one holding yourself back. You know, we're mm -hmm. you know, that's what I took it as, and I didn't. Because that's the point of the joke. He tells that joke about the guys escaping the loony band and, you know, all that, you know, I can't remember exactly, but it was the same. It was along those lines. Like, you're you're holding yourself back. You're the one, you know, with all the rules and shit. Okay. And that's all I took it as. Um, I Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see how people interpret it as uh, he kills them, but, you know, I, you know, because... I'm a Batman fan, and I, I, that's like, no, Batman will never kill and all that shit. That's <laughs> even though he killed quite a bit, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, in movies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I never took it a, took it that far, you know? Okay. You, um, you, you want to know what I think? Hmm. I was going to say it anyway, but I think they killed each other. Interesting. Okay. Here, here's my thing. Okay. Like I said, the joke was basically the joke was basically about joker and batman you know uh the other crazy guy turned the lights off on the other crazy guy before he can cross off so basically joker was basically telling him how can you save me when you're just as crazy as i am that's what he's trying to say now here's why i say they killed each other if you look at the panel again batman actually got hit with joker venom so he was. Oh, and that's why he's laughing. And that's why he's laughing. That's why he's laughing. And matter of fact, yeah. Joe, and that scene with Joker is asking him like earlier when he's walking through the funhouse, why aren't you laughing? That's what he's asking, like, why haven't this kicked in yet? And I think at the end, okay. when he starts laughing, that's what happened. The joke, the 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 Venom Joker finally kicked in, and Joker's and Batman's like, uh, I'm about to die anyway. Fuck this guy, and they just <laughs> take each other out. You know, that's my interpretation. Like I said, it's open for interpretation. Everybody's going to have something else, but that's what I took from it. Who knows who's right? Who knows who's wrong? Maybe Gary Frank is saying it also. It's whatever you want to see. You want to see a zebra penis? You see a zebra penis. So, yeah. That, I've yeah. always preferred Dark Knight Returns where Joker just breaks his own neck. Right. <laughs> like, he didn't kill him, just, but he paralyzed That's just him. brutal as fuck. You know? yeah. Like, even now, you won't finish the job, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That means, say, okay. I'm going to kill myself, and you're going to get blamed for it. Right. <laughs> like, why should anybody care? It's the Joker. Like, they shouldn't be upset if he kills the Joker, you know? But anyway. That being said, can we move on to the to the box office numbers? I we got some juicy numbers this week. Okay. So, okay, Eli, I'm a, I got a good one for you this time. What is number one this week? Uh, is it Ready Player One again? No. 
Really? What the fuck came out? Okay, number one this week, and actually, which doubled uh, Ready, Ready Player Ready Player One was number two. But what doubled it for being number one spot is The Quiet Place. Oh, really? That came out already? That came out already, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I want to see that. I, I like, see that shit. It's actually getting, like, rave reviews. People saying, like, this is, this is, like, this year's Get Out. So I guess it's Get Out for white people? I don't know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> But I, I've been hearing good things about the movie. You know? That sounds so wrong when you say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's about a white guy going to a black girl's black right. people's house. Trying to escape. <laughs> I got to get away from these crazy black people. <laughs> They're so loud. I just want it to be quiet. <laughs> oh, Turn the music down. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said, this movie I've been hearing good things about it. Like I said, it's a uh, John Krasinski. Look, he's yeah, Jim from Jim, the office. Jim, Jim from, from the office. office. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck what he does ever in life, how big a success he get. He will always be Jim from the office. I don't care. That's just what he's always going to be to me. Uh, like Pretty I said, much. yeah, you also have Emily Blunt in it, and they're I don't know whatever. Like I said, they're real life husband and wife are like that. Eli, have you heard the rumor? And it's not even a rumor. You know, people want them to be fan cast as Miss Fantastic and Sue Storm. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, people, they've already had drawings of both of them. And people are like, what do you think? Because I think somebody asked John Krasinski, like, hey, you want to play Mr. Fantastic? And I think he said, sure, whatever. because oh, he was supposed to be Cap. He was supposed he to be Cap, the guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Emily Blum's supposed to be Black Widow. Oh, no shit. Yeah, she turned she turned the road down. I think she had another movie coming up. So she just she couldn't do the movie, so that's why they got Scarlett Johansson. Even though they actually Marvel actually didn't even want Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. But she worked out. So so yeah, that's the thing. So since he said, sure, I'll play Miss Fantastic, people just ran with it. John Krasinski is gonna play Miss Fantastic. Now that's the thing. I get sick of that shit, man. You know when when every time somebody asks an actor, do they want to play this role? And the actor says yes, and they just run it like it's you know, the gospel. Every yeah. actor wants to be in a Marvel movie. All of them. So, of course, if you actually well, you want to be they in... they want to get paid now. That's what They want to fucking... get paid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they want steady work coming in. I mean, nothing's yeah. wrong with that, you know. Plus, they can do the other bullshit. Yeah, doing. those are the movies that are making money right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to say yes. Yeah. So, I don't know why people think that's news. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of a, what was another one they said. Oh, John Boyega. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Say he met with Marvel. He didn't say who he was. Didn't say whether he got casted. So everybody just ran out. John Boyega is playing Blade. <laughs> or John Boyega is playing Blue Marvel. You know, whatever black superhero you can think of. What's funny <laughs> to me is that uh, the creator of Blue Marvel, you know, actually came out and said, fuck no, this guy is not <laughs> prepared to be Blue Marvel. <laughs> he, look, he looks nothing like the character I made, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just funny to me, but it, it that's not news to say this guy wants to play that role. Everybody wants to play a role until that guy gets that role. Then it's news, you know. Can I see John Krasinski and Emily Blunt playing Miss Fantastic and Sue Storm? That look be we awesome, but that shit's not confirmed. This is some some made up shit. Like Silver Surfer is going to be in Infinity War, you know, or some <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, uh, number two, Ready Player One, yeah. Like I said, you gave a rave review on that one, so it's pretty good. Number three is Blockers. So, oh, yeah, it's a comedy. The John Cena movie. Uh, we mm -hmm. didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but John Cena has actually been cast as Duke Nukem. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, well, honestly, I think that's perfect casting. Me personally. So. Okay. Are you going to go see the movie, though? What? Duke Nukem or Blockers? 
Duke no <laughs> Duke Nukem. Yeah, I'm not gonna see blockers, no. <laughs> you would go see a Duke Nukem movie? I would I would go see I would I'm in, I would be interested <laughs> in seeing a Duke Nukem movie. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, it is a video game movie, so you have to, you know, tread carefully with those. You know, like I said, we have one more shot to have a good video game movie, and that is The Rock next week or whenever with uh, Rampage. So they got one more right. shot. Yeah. What else we have? Uh, number five, I can only imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Yeah. Can I tell a story about that movie? Sure. Okay. You can see it? Hell no. <laughs> but here's what happened. I took my I took my uh nephew to see Black Panther because my mom wanted to see Tyler Perry's Acrimony by herself, but she didn't want to leave my nephew at home by himself. So, but she didn't want to bring him in the movie theater with him because he, he she knew he was gonna act ass in the movie. And can I tell you, man, Acrimony was packed. It was packed, full theater, sold out. Nothing but black women. Loving the movie. So I took my nephew to go see Black Panther. He was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. He didn't give a fuck about Black Panther. <laughs> like I said, he's young and <laughs> it's like that. So after we were gone, we went to uh, go see uh, uh, the Tyler Perry thing. And it was just packed. Everybody was loving it. They, they were loving the movie. It was, the ending was fucking nuts. I don't know what the fuck was going on in that movie. It was fucking nuts. But like I said, I'll just put it like that. Tyler Perry does it again. He make these movies for dirt cheap and they make shit loads of money. So yeah, he, he's done that. Uh, number yep. seven is Chickapotam Kick It What Kick Quit It. Look, the fuck? Am I saying I, that right? I don't even know what you said. Did you say a whole <laughs> word, or did, were you like cutting out on me and shit? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I powered through. I tried to say a whole word. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, I've heard about this. This is about the the movie about Ted Kennedy. You know where apparently that that girl he was with that drowned, and nobody knows what happened. Oh no, I didn't know about this. You you know about Ted Kennedy and the girl drowning? Well, yeah, right? yeah, I know of the story. I the didn't story, know they made yeah. a movie. They made a movie oh. about it. Hey, you know the bullshit. They're gonna be. Is that gonna, the river or something? Or, I guess the river or the town or, or whatever. The, or the lake or something. Something, yeah. Okay. But you know with this shit, they're gonna dance around it. They're not gonna straight up say Ted Kennedy killed that girl when we know he did. <laughs> so, uh, that means said number eight Sherlock Gnomes. Nah. Uh, number nine Pacific Rim Uprising. Whoa, it dropped down. Uh, oh. at number 10. I still haven't seen it. I've been wanting to see it. I haven't seen it yet. You really want to see it? I want to. Yeah. yeah. I want to see it. Eh, I guess. Giant monsters and robots and shit. Yeah, monsters and robots. It's a, I don't know. It's it's a movie. <laughs> I think I'll wait can't for it. Can't be worse than the Transformers, you know. <laughs> Probably can't, but that's not saying much, you know. <laughs> uh, and number 10, we have Isle of Dogs. I guess. Oh, that's that uh, Wes Anderson, that animated, that weird animated movie he made. I guess. Mm. Yeah. You know. It's artsy, it's artsy fartsy folks. Oh, like all Wes Anderson movies are like that, you know. This hipster movies. Yeah, I, I know everybody puts him in high regard, but his movies to me are sometimes tough to get through. Just me. Yeah, you know? they're those. Yeah, they're quirky chores to watch yeah <laughs> yeah but you know they everybody else praises them so i'm like okay whatever uh they may say like i said we dug in through all those numbers let's look at black panther's numbers real quick and black panther has done some some surprising me now to keep in mind like i said black panthers i guess hit number four so it looked like it's starting to wind down you know it looked like it's coming to the end of its run I mean, it's going to be in there for a couple more weeks but it looked like it's not gonna you know break any more numbers and what it's doing but i do want to mention this 
that Black Panther right now, as far as domestic domestically wise, has beaten Titanic. So, because fuck that movie. <laughs> why does why does everybody hate Titanic? I love Titanic. Did you? I love Titanic. I saw the movie in the theater. I was like, this is a it's a really good love story. Okay. And plus, it was you I know, saw it in the theater. I only seen it once and in the theater. I've never seen it since. What? That movie used to come on I, HBO all the time. Yeah, I know, and I skipped it. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> so you telling me you didn't you didn't get upset when Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't able to get on the raft and he had to die? Spoiler, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, um, not really. I mean, I, I, don't know. Oh. I remember like when the boat broke in half and smashed everybody. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool too. I was upset. I was like, "Oh man, we got a chance to know these people for two hours and got to know them and their family stuff like that." Now they're just getting killed off left and right, shit like that. So I was kind of upset and sad, but at the same time, I'm like, "Well, this shit does look pretty cool as fuck," you know? Cause I like that we had fun, like people were just dying and getting chopped up in the fans and shit. I was like, "Okay, that's pretty cool," you know? Like I thought it was good. I didn't think it was that good. You know what I mean? Where everyone it, like stayed on. It was like it was like Black Panther back then. Yeah, it made all that. <laughs> It made shitloads. Now here's the thing: Titanic was made for. It was like, the white Black Panther. It was the white Black Panther. It was the white Black Panther for white women. <laughs> it was white women Black Panther. <laughs> because what happened was they and they they did a the toll on. They said like teenage girls went to go see the movie over and over and over again, like four, five, six times, whatever, like that. And, and that's that why the movie made so much song, money. man. That fucking song, God. That's probably why I hate it so much. Celine fucking, uh, Dion, man. Come on, man. Oh, you killing man. me. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm too hard for that, man. I'm, I'm too metal for that shit, man. <laughs> I can meet you halfway on a lot of shit, but there's just some lines I don't cross, man. <laughs> no, no Celine Dion. Celine Dion is where we draw the line in the sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So... Yeah, like I said, it, it finally beat Titanic. I thought Titanic was a good movie. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but like I said, it was. I thought it was, you know, a good movie. It beat it. Still going. It is number ten right now. It looked like it might catch. I don't know what's above it right now, but it's at, at ten. But it looked like it might catch number nine. May catch number eight. You know, worldwide and stuff like that. But it looked like that's where Black Panther's pretty much gonna level off. You know. Um, and like I said, it'll probably be in the theaters a little bit more wild, but I don't see it. Oh, I don't think it's going to get any more mon money, but did you hear the news of what Saudi Arabia is doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the listeners that don't know what's going on, apparently Saudi Arabia has had damn near a 40-year ban on movies, period. They have not had a movie theater, nothing. You have not seen the movies. So what they decided to do is that they finally, they have a new ruler in, in office now, and he decided to bring back movie theater chains. And he's going to have about 30 or 40 movie theaters throughout Saudi Arabia, stuff like that. And he said the the first movie he's bringing back is Black Panther. Like, not that's American cool. movie, just movie, period. Yeah, and that's cool, because, like, that's just, to me, that's such a weird idea. A, a country that, that that has banned movie theaters. Well, uh, we, got, like, we got to remember, what, the other side of the world, they live differently from us. I mean, Saudi yeah. Arabia, Saudi Arabia, not too long ago, just legalized women to drive. Yeah. It's and it's so, like, yeah. the shit we take for granted, the shit we bitch about, like, yeah. here we are having all these conversations. Oh, movie theaters are dead. I hate going to the movies. <laughs> I hate the crowds. <laughs> Such American problems. <laughs> right. First world problem. That's exactly what it yeah. is. And here's this country that don't even have a movie theater. Like, 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 
yeah, see how much of a big deal it actually is. <laughs> exactly. Or like, yeah. or we could be like China, like Saudi Arabia and China. You know, like I said, China controls the media. You know, they control what you want. Like the movies that they want to come in, they come in. Music they mm-hmm. want to come in, they want to come in. Like for instance, like China banned hip hop like about uh, two months ago they said it was influencing their kids you know i think american idol some kid came out and started rapping they were like uh-uh, cut this shit no get it out of there <laughs> so they can do that because they control the government control what you say and do you know uh we couldn't exist in china there would be no comic book bullies in china <laughs> somebody <laughs> would kick in both our doors right now you know <laughs> so but that's the world we live in right now so yeah trying to think what else we got um yeah but like i said good news black panther we can keep going from that let's now like i said we weren't gonna spoil anything for infinity war but i do just want to bring up infinity war and i'm not gonna talk about anything i'm just gonna just bring it up for a second i'm gonna just get off as fast as possible because i know you don't want to spoil it's like i don't want to spoil but the russo brothers actually put out a letter with thanos written on and stuff like that and it said uh thanos demands your silence or something like that yeah and the, the reason they're saying it because they're saying that they're about to start doing press screenings and they're trying to make sure if you do press screenings don't say anything about the movie don't leak it online don't do anything keep it to yourself don't spoil it for anybody else but you know like i know the internet is full of assholes <laughs> so they are going to spoil this movie as fast and as hard and as much as possible so like i said if you you value your viewing experience going to this movie go on blackout the next two weeks before infinity war just go on blackout fuck it don't even listen to us man i'm not going to talk about it but i'm just saying don't listen to anybody just stay away from the internet you know just do what you can that's, prob- that's probably why they released it early, a week earlier <laughs> yeah because people are going to spoil the fuck out of this movie <laughs> <laughs> like we better release it a week earlier but when we you know before people ruin the shit <laughs> right because because i don't know why people want to be assholes to be the first one to ruin shit for other people you know that doesn't make any sense to me people just love doing shit like that but yeah. but yeah I, I but i i kind of get it well i don't kind of get it but let's let's look at it on the inside for instance because there are some people that don't care about spoilers like some people yeah. do some people don't some people don't some people like man tell me the entire movie i don't care just tell me and i go into it or whatever like that i'm not like that i don't like to be spoiled on anything but some people say anything is a spoiler you know like me watching i was watching saturday night live and we were gonna talk about that earlier uh, we probably won't talk about it but like I said chadwick bozeman hosted saturday night live and they show a brand new infinity war trailer that i did not want to see I did not want to see uh-huh. it at all, but they showed it. I'm like, oh, fuck, you fucking it up for me already. Some people say that's not a spoiler if you just show a new clip, you know, but I don't want to see anything. So, and I, I will say one thing about that trailer. It really seemed like Marvel is really trying to sell Infinity Wars Black Panther 2. <laughs> that trailer I saw was just nothing but Wakanda and Black Panther. That makes sense. Yeah, with, with <laughs> Cap and Bucky and all the folks that just signed it, but it makes sense, you know. But it just—it's just—it was just funny to me. So they're really trying to get the Black Panther crowd like, hey, 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 you want to see Wakanda again? We got—we'll be back there in two months. Come check us out, you know. Because honestly, I do feel like a lot of people Black Panther brought in a crowd that don't watch these movies, don't give a fuck about these movies, and the same crowd that don't give a fuck about these movies probably aren't interested in Infinity War. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think uh, a lot of people are thinking, oh, Black Panther is going to bring this crowd with them to Infinity War. It's not. 
the people that are going to see infinity war to saw black panther were the people that were going to see infinity war anyway they are not black panther is not they're not going to watch black panther and then see infinity war like well i wasn't sold this movie at first but i'm sold now Woo! i'm gonna go see it no that's not gonna work those people are already mm-hmm. sold on it infinity war is not going to bring a crowd of people that have never seen a comic book movie before if yeah. it was not gonna be somebody's first comic book movie that's what i think about it so um but let me ask you this eli do you think trailers of any kind of spoilers um they can be um i i it, it depends i sometimes it feels like like what they did with BVS, where they were just I, I was releasing say, did I B- BVS. Yeah. yeah, they took it too yeah. far. Yeah, where they, you know, they re- they showed the shitty Doomsday, and then they were releasing all these clips online of the whole of whole scenes of yeah. the movie. That's that's shitty. But um, but sometimes you know, like like I, I like I remember Guardians too. Like they kept showing all these damn trailers and i stopped watching them because i was like damn you're showing the whole movie and then i went and saw the movie and now, like no they didn't really show anything now let me <laughs> ask you this guardians guardians is actually a very good point about that because a lot of people said that spoiling ego as his father was a spoiler because james gunn just said the shit on twitter he was like uh yeah ego's his father like before the movie came out like three months before the movie came out yeah and, and people got pissed at him because they said it was a spoiler and but it, like I said, it's like you said, if you watch the movie, you realize it's not really that much of a spoiler. But it could be a spoiler because if you read the comics, you know ego is an asshole, so you know eventually you know how this is gonna go. You know, just yeah. even knowing that that information. So I don't know. I don't think that would have affected my viewing and judgment also because like I said, it was so much other stuff that happened in the movie. Knowing ego was his father wasn't like a huge spoiler, but at the same time, I kind of wish they did kind of keep that to themselves. Um now, the reason I bring it up because we got I got into an issue on Facebook in in a in a group that I almost got kicked out of for making a spoiler, not of Infinity War, not of Guardians of the Galaxy, of Scarface. I posted a spoiler of Scarface, a forty year old movie. Like, damn, it is forty years old, isn't it? Damn, yeah, and, and people and it was the thing because I didn't know it was on Netflix, so I watched it on Netflix. They told me I hadn't seen Scarface in a while. All two hours and fifty five minutes of it. Yeah, I sat there and watched that shit, and then it yeah. reminded me of some stuff, and I spoiled the end of it. And people got pissed at me because they they I was spoiling a forty year movie. Like if you haven't seen Scarface by now, you probably aren't going to see it. And plus, yeah, shit. and plus, Scarface is a movie that pretty much is like it exists in like the the cultural lexicon. Like yeah. even if you never seen the movie, you know everything about the movie. If you yeah, listen to a rap song, you yeah, have heard dialogue. Say, for whole genres of hip hop exist because of that. Because of Scarface. <laughs> yeah. There is a rapper named Scarface. <laughs> he even made a video game. Right. That video game was and, awesome. That video game was and, awesome. And it's, a, and it's a remake. <laughs> right. And it's a remake because it was by Howard Hawks back in the 1930s. And plus, if you play Grand Theft Auto, uh, Vice City, that whole game yeah. is pretty much just a Scarface ripoff. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And so even had some of the songs, and <laughs> that's the thing. Like I was watching Scarface and hearing "Rush, Rush to the Yayo," uh, yeah. I'm like, I just had, kept having GTA flashbacks. I'm like, oh shit, yo, push it to the limit. 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 <laughs> so okay, since we, you know, I'm gonna talk about Scarface. We we're not gonna just go deep into Scarface, but Eli, I'm gonna ask you one question. Now, for those that haven't seen Scarface, I'm going to spoil Scarface. 
It's a forty. Do yourself a favor and watch it. It's actually awesome. It's on Netflix. Watch the fucking movie. The movie. The the movie. Scarface is one of the most quotable movies you will ever see in your life. I'm sorry, it is. <laughs> Everything they say is a quotable. <laughs> okay, but here's what I'm gonna spoil. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this question, Glad, because I want to know what you're gonna say about this. At the end of the movie, remember when Tony killed Manolo? Manolo. Yeah. Was he justified for killing Manolo? That's that's see that's this is a debate. This has been going. We've been talking about this for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think it was a dick move, um, because that was his sister. I mean, I understand why, but then again, you know, I think if he wasn't all coked up and all and and an asshole. You know, I think his sister would have been in good hands because, I mean, he knows he knows his boy was, you know, was a tramp and he fucked everything. Yeah. And I, yeah. And even he warned him, you know, hey, that she's not for you. You know, I, he knew how he knew how he was. He knew how he rolled. But I think I think he had general feelings for his sister. And. Um, and yeah, so I think, yeah, that was a bit of an overreaction. And um, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Okay. A bit. A bit. <laughs> he, he killed the guy. He killed him. <laughs> Maybe uh, overacted just a little bit. I mean, he married her. I mean, they were married, you know. They were I married, mean, right? You know. And it but, looked like they had like a thing but, going for a while now, you know. Yeah, I, I think they, I think he he actually did care for her, and she would have he would have took care of her. I think that's. I really think that. Okay. Um, can, can I? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my side to side. I think Tony was completely justified in shooting his ass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that side too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now let, let me let me back up. Let me say why I think he was justified in killing him. Now, like I said, I'm not saying anybody is justified for killing anybody, but I'm just saying in in the dope game, like this movie was about. Of course, you don't just fire somebody. You can't call him in the office and be like, "You had a boy, bad performance review. I'm sorry, I have to terminate you." No, you shoot him. You know that's what you do. So the reason I say he was justified in it because. Manolo kept fucking up. First fuck up. And major fuck up he did was that he brought an undercover officer to the spot where they were washing money. Because he didn't do okay. the background check on it. So he brought Cytobomb down there. Cytobomb recorded everything they were doing. And it was uh, Manolo's guy. So that got Tony in trouble. Okay, but Tony forgave him for that. He was like, okay, he did get mad at him. He's like, okay, you well, fucked up. Well, well, that's the thing. He could have. He should have killed him for that. He should. He should have killed him for, exactly. Like <laughs> that's why he should have for less than not that. Not for marrying his sister. Right. Not, he should have <laughs> killed that. But but he let him live. And he like okay. Look, you fucked up. But that's okay. And then he got a. Uh, he got in with Sosa. Sosa said, "Look, I, I heard you're in some issues. I can get you out of this trouble if you just do a favor for me." So Tony said, "Okay, I'm gonna go to New York. Do this favor for Sosa, Manolo. Just watch my empire while I'm gone. If some shit go down." Take care of while I'm gone. Manolo said, okay, cool. So Tony goes to New York, completely fucks up the mission he was supposed to go on, you know, because he didn't want to kill kids and women and children, stuff like that. So the mission completely fucked up. So what does he do? He calls back to Miami, asking for Manolo. Nobody has seen him in days. Can't find him, can't reach him, can't call him, anything. Not only that, his mom is calling him over and over again because he can't find Gina. His, his sister is missing yeah. too. So he can't find Manolo. He can't find Gina. Sosa is saying he's about to cut his nuts off and put him on a platter when he sees him. So all this shit is building up. 
And then apparently he finally finds Manolo after he's supposed to be watching his empire, after he's supposed to be cleaning up a mess that Manolo put him in to begin with, and the entire weekend he couldn't find him. He was fucking his sister? The one thing well, he told him not to do? Yeah. Well, married her. Okay, yeah, he married her. Yeah, but he was still fucking his sister the entire weekend while he was supposed to be cleaning up a mess that he put him in to begin with. He's like, no. Shot him. <laughs> I'm sorry, you get shot at that situation. It was the honeymoon. <laughs> it was the honeymoon, right? Because they went to an undisclosed location at a house nobody knew about. He had to track him down to another location he's never been to before. When he opened the door, he didn't know Manny was in the house. He knew his sister was in there, but he didn't know Manny was there. So he opened the door yeah. and saw him there. He was like, "What the fuck?" And then he saw his sister upstairs. He's like, "Oh no, fuck this shit." So yeah, he shot him. Did he overreact? Maybe. But he, at the same time, yeah, he he fucked up. He should have shot him back when he fucked him over with Cyberbomb. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So yes, he was completely justified in shooting Manny. That's what that's what happens. So Yeah. I yeah. I I Yeah, it was it, I think it was a dick move, but yeah, I can yeah, he should have killed him for something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> should have killed him when he well, because yeah, I remember the first deal when they were at the hotel. I mean, Manny was fucking around with that chick. That's why homeboy got all cut up with the chainsaw because Manny was fucking around with chicks. That's true. But you at know, the same take, time, they did Taking too long and shit. They were taking too long. But at the same time, what, what he gave him, like 20 minutes, 10 minutes? He said something like, you wait before you come in. Yeah. So, But at the same time, yeah, he was fucking around with chicks and shit like that. <laughs> so, But, yeah, that's, that's my whole thing about that. But if you haven't seen Scarface, watch Scarface. And you take away from what you can from it to see whether or not he was just five for it. Take away the fact that he was, you know, snorting a mountain of coke. We we know that he was crazy into the movie, but you know, you know, in the script, I think Oliver Stone wrote he wrote the script, but he like um, when he's all coked out in that office at the end, he yeah. starts seeing the ghost of Manny and. Yeah, he starts seeing seeing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, he apologized. Yeah, in his head, he started apologizing. Yeah. He like, oh man, yeah. I fucked up. You know, he says that. Yeah, know? that's why he's talking to himself. But in the script, they're actually there and in, in the room with them, like all the people he killed and shit. Are in the room. It's a weird scene, but yeah. <laughs> oh shit, it's fucked. Well, I mean, like I said, Al Pacino's such a good actor that you can see that because he kept saying how fucked up he was while the coke is in yeah. front of him. So. Yeah, crazy movie. Go watch it if you can. Uh, another movie we can talk about that I, I really do want to talk about this one. Okay, like I said, breaking news. Now, we saw this tonight, but you're going to see this yesterday, listeners, because this is hot off the presses, and we're going to talk about the Han Solo trailer. The, yes. the new Han Solo trailer. Uh, Eli, I know you got a chance to look at it. I got a chance to look at it. First impressions, reaction, thoughts, go. What, what do you got? Um, I'm I'm still excited. Um, uh, that that shot of Chewie slamming that dude on his fucking head. Was yeah, dope. that was <laughs> like shit. <laughs> you know, um, I still I mean I still feel the same. I'm not convinced that this kid, as a young Han Solo, his performance, but hopefully the story and the movie around it is cool enough to make me forget. You know, right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, um, but other than that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. It is, you know, the shots of the, whether they were building a, they were building a star destroyer and you got to see more Lando and all yep. shit. So. And I think Donald Glover yeah. is going to kill it as Lando. So yeah, you can even see it that he's kind of doing like Billy, he's trying to be Billy D Williams esque in the, in the yeah. trailer just with, so Which I is like what that. I was, 
Yeah, which is what I was talking about. I was like, this kid doesn't sound like Harrison Ford. You know, it's like, remember, he you and McGregor. Like either, you know. Yeah, he, well, you and McGregor, he sounded like Obi Wan in the right. prequels. And the and older like, he got, the more he started looking like him, too. Yeah, I'm like, that was a great performance. You'd figure, you know, one of the most beloved characters of all time, they find an actor who could actually sound like him I guess right. you know <laughs> I mean if anything this guy looks more like Ray Liotta than Harrison Ford that's just me I don't know <laughs> yeah um, but like I'm saying hopefully the story's strong enough where I'll look past all that um, I mean it looks yeah the, there was the banter with him and Chewie actually chuckled a couple times what did he say I have a good feeling about this yeah like he, he <laughs> a play on words like I had a bad feeling about this yeah. now did you did you see <laughs> Chewie hugging another Wookiee yeah I saw yeah. that also. So maybe Chewie would, because, okay, the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, I was for, about to say shit. <laughs> right. But anybody has seen that piece of shit show. But the thing was, Chewie had a family in that show. He had a wife, he had kids, all that shit in there. Yeah. And George Lucas said it was canon. So, yeah. so we're going to see if Chewie actually has a family. And if he does have a family, that means that he was cheating on his wife with uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character in <laughs> Force Awakens, <laughs> because she was looking for oh, Maz, 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 yeah. Maz, right? She was like, well, "Where's the wiki? Where's my boyfriend?" I like, oh damn, she would cheat on his wife, man. <laughs> yeah, she was fucking everything. Like, doesn't she fuck the 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 uh, the code breaker or whatever? Yeah, she like, refers to it. Yeah, she, she was like, "He's good at everything," you know? Yeah. So yeah, so she gets around. So, but it, it's just funny, and I, and I can imagine Chewie going around just being like, you know, just having girlfriends and different planets everywhere because hey, he's running with Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. Why can't he be a you know a, a player too? You know, just having girls everywhere. You know. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. He's Chewie. He's fucking seven feet yeah. tall. You said <laughs> he can get a woman. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he, but that, he was dancing. He was dancing with an Ewok at the end of Red, uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Oh shit! That, I don't. I get that image out of my head. I, I can't unsee it. He was probably a harem in that motherfucker. He probably... <laughs> oh, that's some deleted scene right now. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So, like I said, Hans. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. Han Solo. Disney really thinks they got a winner with Han Solo for some reason. They're projecting that Han Solo is going to have a hundred fifty million dollar weekend. So. Um, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. That well, yeah. Well, what do you got? Infinity War is coming out a week earlier. Yep. Then what? Got Deadpool. Yeah, did, Deadpool like the week before that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, Disney is banking it all on on Solo. They think they got a major hit on their hands. So maybe what, it depends what comes out after. What do we got after? Mm, I think you got some breathing room after. I think it's just yeah, those three that, movies. That, that, that might be, yeah, that might be why. They maybe they got the last licks, you know. But you so, don't think all those movies are going to cannibalize each other's box office? I think some of it, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a busy month. I mean, right. once Infinity War hits, yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy month for movies. Is, yeah. Know? So, but yeah, they think Han Solo is going to be a winner. And actually, for the thing is, for a Star Wars movie, 150 is actually kind of lowballing, to be honest with you. Because yeah. all of these movies have done like, like gangbusters. Like, everybody wants to shit on The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is in top 10 movies of all time. 
like worldwide yeah. box office gross at least anything like that so so i still wish yeah. they should have just released it at christmas like they've been doing because that's like an awesome time of year to have a star wars movie yeah it makes you wonder you know? why are they doing a cranking them out at first they were cranking them out like every year not cranking them out every six months like okay yeah. that's kind of yeah i don't know but i guess they got some big i guess they don't is it is disney have something else coming out during christmas that we don't know about i don't know Oh. It's just kind of weird they would just leave that slot open because because for the last year they have been you know destroying Christmas box office records so it makes you wonder why would they do that now instead of having Han Solo now but hey we get Han Solo so Christmas now whenever I'm gonna see it regardless so <laughs> uh, that means say oh before we move on to that one I finally got a chance to see Roseanne oh okay yeah. I finally get a chance to see Roseanne now do you know the whole buzz and hype about why people are not say excited but interested in what Roseanne is doing? Yeah, I, and you know what? I watched it, and I didn't know anything about, like, her politics or any of that shit. I, kn- I, I just knew. watched I, I knew about I that, just like, watched it because I used to watch it back, back in the day. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I checked it out, you know? And I watched it. I laughed. I thought it was pretty funny. And then I found out, like, oh, she supports Trump, and she's right. got all these wacky conspiracy theories and shit. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> right. And we're not talking about Roseanne in the show. We're talking about Roseanne Barr for real in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I started remembering, you well, Wanda Sykes is like a – and Whitney Cummings, they're like producers and writers on the show. I'm like, well, shit. Are they? So, yeah. Damn. If you look in the credits, yeah, I'm like, okay, well – I'll give it. I'll give it a chance. You know, just to, if they're trying to unite, you know, for the name in the name of unity. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was wondering you know, how I'll, they were going to do that. You know, like whoa, you're going to have a Trump because Tim Allen. Tim Allen is a Trump supporter, and he blames ABC. He blames uh, being a Trump supporter is the reason his show got canceled. Now, whether oh, that really? happened or not, we don't know. But he's saying hey, when uh, word got out that he was a Trump supporter, ABC had his show canceled or torpedoed his show and put in a different time slot where they knew it wouldn't make any, any, you know, any money. Yeah. So, so it's kind of I mean, weird think- that you know Roseanne would do the same thing he did, but she's been successful. You know. Yeah, and I think I think it's good that they're letting another viewpoint, um, you know, out in you know because we all know Hollywood tends to lean towards the left. Um, and I think it's refreshing that you have that other point of view coming out. Um, well, here's my thing. I kind of, I kind of want to know, like, what is your thought process to, to go that way? You know, I, that's yeah. why I'm kind of interested in it, especially a woman. Yeah. Like, that's the shit I don't understand. Cause here's yeah. the thing. I want to, I want to throw out a s- statistic that is, that was alarming to me. Uh, in the election, 53% of white women voted for Trump. Yeah. So yeah. Hillary Clinton couldn't even get the white women vote. That's how fucked up that was. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm curious. Like, okay, what is your thought? Because I can't I can't see the side of Sam, but at the same time, I'm the type of person that I do want to see where the other person's coming from. I want to see their side of the story. Yeah. So and it, yeah, it, it's funny because I was I was watching uh like the Bill Maher his show and he was talking about uh, that chick. The NRA chick who does the, their video, the spokeswoman for the NIA, her and like Steve Bannon, you know, those guys were like, they try to make it in Hollywood. They were like, like Steve Bannon was like trying to write scripts and shit. And the, 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 the NRA chick was trying to like be an actress or whatever. And they failed. And 
they didn't make it. So then they became these right wing assholes, you know, right. That's <laughs> like, maybe we should give them a chance. And then they were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that argument. It's like, what if, cause Hitler was a failed artist. He was a painter. Right. And, and then he didn't make it as an artist. So, so look what he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, well, maybe, yeah, let, let Roseanne make a show. Like, right. <laughs> Before it gets worse. Than Before she tries to ruin the country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I saw the show. It was funny, but it did it did shock me that they they went there. You know, I didn't yeah. wasn't expecting that. But. And there was some interesting points, you know. It went places that I didn't expect it to, you know. Um, and, you know, there was, I think it was Dan, one of the quotes that Dan said, you know, John Goodman's character, when they, that, that argument about masculinity and all that stuff is like, I'm not, you know, I'm not shaming his sexuality or anything. Cause the kid was cross-dressing, right. you know, and he's like, I'm not shaming that. I'm just concerned. He's my grandson. I'm concerned. I have legitimate concerns. It's like, I didn't, what do you say? God didn't put this big head of mine to be closed minded or something. Right. Cause you, you know? people were, because the first thing people were going to say was that, Oh, he's being bigoted because of that. Like, no, yeah. he wasn't being bigoted. Yeah. Exactly. Cause he understands how yeah. the world works. He understands how kids work. Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. Kids are fucked up. You know, they don't, you know, they don't worry about not hurting your feelings. And they accepted him. Like, Hey, if that's what you want to do, we're all for it, but no, know that you're going to get shit for it. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And we that, got your back, but yeah. <laughs> right. And that's the thing that kid, uh, parents should prepare their kids for, you know, like this world is fucked up. This world is going to throw shit at you. I mean, you're safe here in the house, but out there, most people don't give yeah. a fuck about you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, shit, it, man. It, yeah. It, yeah, it made some good points. Um, yeah. I'm a little wary about, you know, once about her tweets and shit. And all their weird conspiracy theories and now, now that but, part I don't know about. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so it just shocked me that they they went there with you know putting that they we have we have a a Trump supporter on primetime TV. No. Yeah. It's and a, spouting and spouting that view, you know, spouting that perspective. Right. So, but they never said his name. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. They made sure not to say his name, but you clearly knew who they were talking about. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I know I, I I've watched like two three episodes now and I, I mean I'm I'm I'll give it a chance you know so yeah just, just but at the same time you got it you're hesitant when you watch because you don't know how far she's gonna take it you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so far she they haven't lost me yet you know okay I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah that being said uh can we move to the video game section sure okay it was some some news that had me super excited and it got me pissed almost five seconds later. Okay, here's what happened. Okay, so apparently they have a date for the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yeah, I don't have the date in frame right now. September something something. You don't know it. Google it. Fuck it. We don't do everything for you. Uh, but here's what got me pissed. They releasing the game in September, but on the PS4 Pro, which is like you know the higher end, the one that you spend more money on. Yeah. They saying it's going to be in 30 frames per second. I was like, what the fuck? I know a lot of people don't care. A lot of people just saying, well, 30 frames per second doesn't matter. Or they can't see the difference between 30 frames and 60 frames. I'm sorry. I'm a PC snob. I am (laughs) a part of the master race or the elitist would have liked that. So, yes, I've been spoiled by 60 frames per second minimum. You know, 
I don't understand yeah. how. No motion blurs for you. Wow. I can't do it. Anything, anything less is like barbaric, uncivilized. I can't play like that. You know. It don't look like I'm looking out a window. Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I understand a lot of people don't care about this shit. Now, if I buy a regular PlayStation, you know, for two ninety nine and buy, and it's thirty frame per second, okay, that's cool. I'm fine with that. But what's the point of spending the extra money for an elite PlayStation 4 console that's supposed to, you know, be more powerful than the regular version if it doesn't run any better than the version you just bought? It feels like it's a ripoff. That's my whole thing right now because they say, oh, well, maybe they can't run a game that powerful. Grand Theft Auto runs at 60 frames per second on PC. No problem. And I know for a fact that game is like more demanding than what Spider-Man is going to do. Like they fucking made Los Angeles in that mo in that game, so I don't see how you can't make a PlayStation Four Pro and make it. I, I, to me, it feels like it being lazy. That's what it feels like. Okay. Like they could have done it, but they're just like, "Fuck it, we don't feel like it." Give them thirty frames per second. That's all they need anyway. I I don't understand why on the PS Four Pro this game, the system you're spending more money for, why every game is six frames per second. Like that should anything less than that is just should be inexcusable. That's just me. I, I understand I'm getting way more upset about this than I should, but why should I go back to consoles if they're just pulling this half-ass bullshit they're doing right now with them running 30 frames per second? That's They should be past this by now. Like, we're already <laughs> moving to the next system, PS5, or whatever the fuck you want to call it like that. Six frames per second? I'm sorry. If you're not running that, I don't know, Eli. I was ready to get it. I was ready to spend money on it. I'm thinking twice about it now. Oh. I don't know. Well, on, a si on a side note, yeah. I saw the trailer when I went and saw Ready Player One on that big giant screen and shit. Yeah. I saw a trailer for that Spider-Verse animation that's coming out. Oh, with Miles Morales? Yeah. Yeah. And that shit looked immaculate on that screen. Now that I want to <laughs> see. Just saying, oh, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. That's like, holy shit, this looks amazing. I mean, it's all <laughs> animation, but, you know. Yeah. I, I, we still don't know where the story's going to go with that. We don't know if it's just about Miles or is it going to be like. Miles and Peter. Yeah, I think I thought I think I saw Spider Gwen in it too. So it might, it might go Spider Gwen is ready for the big screen. <laughs> She's ready for prime time. You know, <laughs> they they tried to do Spider Woman. Spider Woman didn't just really take off like they wanted to. But Spider Gwen seems to be hitting the right notes they're looking for. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all the news I have. Like I said, I don't I don't know how I feel about Spider Man. We'll see September if I change my mind right now. But right now, that thirty frame saying fuck me up. So that being said, can we move on to the next section? Sure. Okay, now, like I said, this is the part that pays the bills, the reason we keep the lights on. This is the, the comic book section of the comic book bullies where we actually review comic books, and we're going to talk about the books that came in last week. Uh, Eli, I know you read some books, and I read some books. I guess I can go first. Okay. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I, got, I got three. I got three I'm going to do. Okay, well, yeah, well, you can... I'll be I'll be in the middle again. I'll be the meat in a sandwich. <laughs> the zebra sandwich. I'll be yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll be the we you be the bun, I'll be the weenie. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So like I said, the, the the book we're gonna do, the book I'm gonna do at least is I guess I'll start off with Batman. Oh no, Batman White Knight. Yeah, White Knight number seven. Okay. White Knight number seven. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to jump right into it. Based on how the book starts off is that uh, Harley Quinn, like they got a, they got two Harley Quinns in the book. One good one and one evil one. So the evil Harley Quinn has taken over Mr. Freeze, Freeze Ray from the Batman and Robin movie, froze all of Gotham. She says, I won't Joker or I'm going to kill everybody. 
and but you know jack napier is the good version now but for some reason he freaks out and turns back into the joker he freaks out everybody in the police department put their guns on him thinking he's you know he's about to freak out in the joker batman puts him in it no not batman puts him here like but he kind of controls himself before he completely flips out you know he like he's like i'm trying to control the joker but i think he's gonna break out eventually you know so i'm but i'm gonna go ahead and go to the evil harley quinn and try to talk her out of you know blowing up gotham and shit like that so he goes to and he talks it down for a second for a little while but he knows it's not gonna last because unless he completely turns into the full joker she is gonna kill everybody meanwhile we cut back to batman who's been arrested and thrown into arkham asylum with chains on and stuff like that and bagger is looking at him she's like Oh, uh, Bruce, why are you still in got Arkham Asylum? You can break out of Arkham Asylum anytime you want to, man. You're, you're, you're Batman. You're like, yeah, I could, but this whole thing, like the good version of Harley Quinn, she told me everything that was going to happen. She said, this is exactly what happened. She said, Joker was going to be, I mean, Jack Napier was going to beat me and I was going to throw him in jail. So, but she also said that we're going to need each other. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit in my cell and not do anything and just wait till she talks some men to come getting me out. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, just wait. It's going to happen. So we cut back to Jack Napier. Jack Napier, uh, is, like I said, is able to talk down to evil Harley Quinn. And good Harley Quinn is basically like, look, we need to do something because the way you're acting right now, you're eventually going to turn back into the Joker. And we can't have you turn to the Joker. You need to think outside the box. You need to do something that evil Harley Quinn won't think you're going to do. And what is that? Free Batman so he does she does exactly he does exactly what batman said he was gonna do he frees batman they break out of jail and uh joker's like look i want you to help me take down harley quinn and i confess to everything i did because i i got the bat gotham criminals you know to take over so i'll confess to the crimes just as long as you let good harley quinn go he like agreed she won't do it in jail but you'd say everything that's going on and then during that time uh batman also asked joker and i want to know one thing what happened to jason todd you're like I, did you kill jason todd he was like i'm gonna tell you exactly what happened with jason todd uh the good like i said i'm trying to remember what happened but joker is blocking me from what happened so he looks into his mind and sees what joker did to jason todd tortured him beat him with crowbar all this shit like you've seen before because he wanted to know who batman really was and at the very very end of the torture jason todd just blurts out and says I never should have. I wish I never met Bruce Wayne. And so eventually he found out who Batman was. Uh, and then Batman says, okay, so after he told you that, what happened? Uh, I let him go. Joker just said he just let Jason Todd go. He's like, wait, if you let Jason Todd go, why did he not come back to me? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he was disgraced. Maybe he doesn't want to be with you anymore. But Joker thought it would be funny if he just let him go instead of kill him because if he did come back to you, he would understand the humiliation you went through. So. They talk back and forth like that. They find out <clears throat> where Harley Quinn is keeping the freeze gun. So they get the crew ready. They get all the Gotham police force ready to take over, you know, to go to war with Harley Quinn and all the villains of Gotham. But they saying the regular police car souped up, they're not going to work. So Batman pulls out every single Batmobile he has. He pulls out the Batman 89 Batmobile. He pulls out the animated series Batmobile, the Tumblr the one from BVS, he, all of them, he just gives them to the uh, police officers. He's like, you can just have them, and we're just going to take over, uh, and we're going to stop Harley Quinn from doing this. And then right before they hop in the Batmobile, uh, Joker, Jack Nag Japier freaks out again, and they everybody pulls guns up like that, and Batman's like, don't worry, he's going to ride with me because he might freak out, so he's going to ride with me. 
and they walk to the police cars and commissioner gordon tells batman look i'm sorry i arrested you at me too he like batman says like don't worry about it you had to because the things went a little bit too far than what it should have joker actually had a point on what he did to put me away so when it's all said and done and we take down harley quinn i'm done being batman taking off the mask and gonna tell everybody who, who batman is i'm gonna tell the, the truth and got like and Gordon's like oh shit so yeah so the book ends with all the batmobiles getting ready to go into the tunnel to take down harley quinn and batman is talking to joker in the passenger seat he was like okay when we get in there uh jack napier you have to pretend to be the joker to kind of throw off her game and jack napier tells well it's gonna be kind of hard to do and then batman looks at him and it's the joker and joker's basically saying because i'm not pretending you know so basically he's locked in the car with joker heading towards <laughs> her and that's how the book ends so yeah pretty good i think number eight i think this is the second to the last book that's coming up i think the next book is gonna be the last one it's headed to this huge conclusion i don't really know how it's gonna end you know batman says he's gonna be done with it joker looks like he's about to flip out harley quinn looks like she's gonna kill everybody so overall it was good that the first few issues of the book were way way better than it is now because now it feels like it's just a traditional batman story but they're pretty cool so yeah i give it a give it a four give it a four out of five cool yeah okay. all right yeah i still i i'm just probably just wait for the trade yeah it's, it's better to read it all at one time i think it's gonna be much better yeah. to read it one time so. yeah okay well i guess i'll start uh let's see I'll, I'll do punisher the punisher war machine part six um finale it's the last last uh issue in this uh in this uh this story so yeah wrapping up this really fun story arc um as we know nick fury gave frank castle the more machine armor to take out this uh general petrov this like uh this tyrant who uh took over this russian country by uh, raiding all the X-Shield bases, and he has the S.H.I.E.L.D. tech, and even X-Shield, he hired X-Shield agents and gave them their own war machine armor. So Frank, yeah, Frank went around and kicked ass and took out all their strongholds and killed all the soldiers and even fought the other war machine agents. Um, Last issue, Punisher finally tracked down General Petrov, and he launched a nuke. So that's where the last issue ended. He launched a nuke. Um, this issue picks right up. Frank fl- is flying after the nuke, and he's able to dismantle it in the air, and then he brings the warhead down, back down to the base. Um, and he's got it. He's like holding the warhead. He's like, uh, he, there's like a standoff between uh, the shield agents. All they're all in their 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 war machine armor. And he's like, you guys stand down, or I'm I'm just gonna launch this whole. I'm just gonna blow this place up. We're all gonna die. Um, but Fury, Nick Fury, he he's on the comm link and he ends, uh, he initiates this EMP charge and it powers down all the all the war machine suits, even the shield agent suits. They all power down, so they get out of their suits and they have a good old fashioned hand to hand fight. And you know Frank basically kicks their ass. It's all gory and violent, you know Liam Neeson Taken style, cracking <laughs> bones and shit. Um, then he goes after General Petrov, who's hiding in his bunker. Uh, Frank b- breaks in, but then Petrov has his own war machine armor. So here's the grand finale. It's uh, it's human, armorless Frank Castle versus war machine Petrov. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. So Petrov's in a war machine outfit, uh, armor, and he's blowing shit up while 
you know, Punisher's dodging everything. And he pulls out a knife and he gets in close and he starts hacking and stabbing at all the weak points of the armor because, you know, Punisher had his own armor. So he knows where all the, the weak points are. And he's like, stab, she stabs the dude in the eye. He ends up cutting off one of the hands because he knows the armor's weak at the wrist. So Petrov tries to fly away, but uh, Frank jumps on him and uh, he's able to knock one of the repulsors loose and um, and takes out the, the arc reactor that powers the suit. And they start falling. Frank saves himself by activating one of the repulsors to break his fall. And basically Petrov dies. Um, we then cut. It's at the end. We cut to Fre- uh, to uh, Nick Fury, and he's like in his office or whatever, and he's talking to someone, and they're like, you know, they're in the shadows, and he's like, uh, you know, where, where's Frank Castle at? They're like, I don't know, but I'm sure he's gonna turn up sooner or later. And it's all over the news that Frank Castle invaded this country and took out this general, and now the country's all unstable, and there's all this civil unrest going on, and they're blaming it all on Frank. He's a war criminal now. And then it turns out that Fury. You know, the person they were talking to, they come out of the shadows and it's Carol Danvers. Wait, and she's like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. She's like, we got to find him. So, you know, Captain Marvel's after the Punisher now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, so then it cuts to a a restaurant in New York. We're in New York and it's a restaurant full of mobsters and they're chilling out doing grimy shit. And then the door breaks open. It's the Punisher, but he's still got the war machine armor. And he just blows everybody away, and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it looked like War so, Machine Punisher is his stage. So. Yeah, so he's got, yeah. And that's what I was waiting for, because I was a little iffy on this story. But, you know, it was like, well, if Punisher gets the, the armor and just goes after criminals, that'll be awesome. So now it looks like that's what we're going to get. Um, but I was I, I dug on this story. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5, just over-the-top Punisher violence, just stupid, stupid fun. There was a little, you know, a little... Stuff like where he cuts off the guy's arm, you know, he's in the armor and shit. I'm like, okay, that's a little unbelievable, even for a comic book. <laughs> but, you know, overall, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a nice ending to the story arc. So, yeah, 4.5 out of 5. Okay, okay. Uh, next book next book I have on topic is uh, Deathstroke 30. And now, okay. the reason I want to, like I said, I've never done a death stroke story i never even read a death stroke book to begin with but the reason i want to read this one because like i said it yeah. is one of the top sellers this week and yeah, i think i know why <laughs> it, yeah it's it's basically batman versus death stroke that's what they yeah. this is part one of batman versus death stroke so yeah. basically how the book starts off it's actually shows isn't it uh isn't it christopher priest writing christopher priest is writing he's writing this and just league at the same time so yeah it's yeah. so it's like i said it can get heavy and political because that's how priest is but like i said i'll try to condense it as much as possible so the book actually starts off 10 years earlier before today and what you got is alfred in a bar in new york actually picking up a chick you know trying to you know throw game and stuff like that and then this other guy comes in a wintergreen comes in uh, interrupts their conversation and he just jumps in the conversation for no reason because you hear him talking about soccer and he starts talking about soccer and Liverpool and whatever the fuck. Uh, of course, those that don't know who Wintergreen, Wintergreen is basically Deathstroke's version of Alfred. You know, he's like his butler, manservant, mentor, whatever you want to be, he's that guy. So at first, Alfred is pissed that this guy came in and, you know, messed up his conversation with this girl, but they start talking, getting into soccer so much, they actually hit it off as friends. So they cut back to 10 years, you know, to today's term. And, you know, they're older, got gray hair and stuff like that. And they're drinking, still talking about soccer. And they start talking about, you know what? 
your benefactor do you think he goes some over the head sometimes you think he's a little crazy and they both like yep like you ever do anything to try to bring him back like yeah i tried to quit a couple times and try to you know resign but he won't let me so and i realized that i gotta be there otherwise he's gonna take it too far and they're mostly you know just bonding over each other because they they both are they never say deathstroke and batman but they both know each other we're talking about you know and they just say like eventually there's gonna come to a head that they're on this collision course they're gonna eventually get into it one one way or another you know now back past that we go to the gotham bank and you you know you've seen the scene before commissioner gordon's at the gotham bank has been robbed it's a crime scene and, and he's got all his officers in there you know collecting evidence and he tells everybody i need you to clear the room and you know everybody leaves except one officer and that officer takes off his sue and takes off his hat and it's batman of course you know and then you know got uh commissioner gives him the rundown he was like okay batman you know the scene this uh chinese gangster took this stuff and i think he ran off somewhere to dubai maybe uh and he took a whole bunch of money from us but they left one thing that they wanted me to specifically give to you and he hands him this envelope it says to batman courtesy of commissioner gordon so he was like, I don't know what's in this envelope, but I'm going to give it to you because they wanted me to, for some reason, they left this information for you. So Batman goes around trying to find out who left the information, can't find the information, goes back to Wayne Manor, and he opens up the envelope and reads it. And what he reads is a paternity test. It's a paternity test. It's a DNA, it's a DNA of Damian Wayne. And like it's all his okay. DNA, but for some reason it shows DNA of Damian Wayne and it shows another person that matches the same DNA as Damian Wayne. But the other person matches the DNA of Damian Wayne is not Batman. And, and what, is it is it Raid or Slade or That's what is that what they're is that what they're alluding to? That's what they're alluding to, you know, who, who may be the father, you know. So right. Batman Batman is like, okay, I'm gonna get to the bottom. I'm gonna find out what the hell is going on right now. And man, and Alfred actually like, wait a minute, didn't you do a blood test on Damien to find out who's your kid? He like, Yeah, I did, but maybe somebody's screwing with me. Let's find out what's going on, you know. So he basically did dead shot, dead pool, dead fuck deadhead bloodshot <laughs> yeah that bloodshot. guy <laughs> like I, said, I don't read his guy no a lot so but anyway that same guy that batman is death, searching death, for that's that's blow yeah <laughs> why well, heard that in 20 years <laughs> but yeah so like i said he's going to kill that same guy that that chinese gangster and Batman is basically interrupting his assassination mission mission to stop him from killing him. And they get into a fight and they fight underwater and stuff like that. And Deathstroke doesn't understand why he's here. He's like, are you trying to stop me from killing this Chinese gangster? This guy has killed way more people than I have. Why are you here? And Batman's telling him, I'm not here for this gangster. I'm not here for him. I'm here for you. I found this a paternity test. And Deathstroke, well, like Slade. Okay, Slade looks at him. He's like, a paternity test? Dude, look at me. I get a paternity test five times a year. <laughs> this is nothing, you know? And so he was like, well, what about Tally? Like, Tally was like 100 years ago. I don't, I haven't talked to Tally since then. You know? <laughs> so that's what he says to this. So he was like, so you telling me you don't think Damien is your son? He like, there's no way Damien is my son. He can't be. Like, have you done the paternity test? He's like, I don't have to. I just know he's not. We're like, well, until we find out what's going on, Deathstroke, I'm shutting you down. You're like, oh, you, you're shutting me down. Okay, first off, Batman, I'm faster than you. I'm stronger than you. And I know every single move you make. I know where you eat. 
I know where you go. I know who you talk to. I know when you take a shit. I know what color the shit is. You can't shut me down. You don't want to do this. <laughs> so Batman's like, well, until we find out what's going on, that's what's going to happen. And then he just walk off from each other, and that's how it ends. So, yeah. So it looked like it's about to go into it. They're going to find out who's the real pappy. Is it Deathstroke? Is it Batman? We don't know. Uh... I don't have feel Got about the this. results, Maury. The results are in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it says you are the father. So I don't. I, I don't want to change that. That's why I like Damien because, like I say, he's the son of Batman because he's as, he's as much as the asshole as I imagine Batman would be if he's a twelve year old. But at the same time, you think yeah. about it, he's as much an asshole as you expect Deathstroke to be at twelve years old. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want yeah. him to. Yeah, I don't want him to be baby Deathstroke. I don't know. I like him to be baby Batman. <laughs> That's just me. But yeah, I gave this book a 4.5 out of 5 because hey, I'm, I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. And, and yeah. yeah, and Priest writing wasn't as convoluted and heavy as usually is, but mainly mainly because I think it's the first issue in the book and I think he wants to draw people into the book. Now, by the time this shit gets to three issue three or issue four, part four in this, yeah, it's going to be fucked because that's, that's what he does. So, yeah. yeah. Cause like his Justice League book is fuck. I don't know what the fuck's going on in that book right now. I'm not even gonna review that one. You got to read that shit on your own. So yeah, that's that's all I got. So all right, all right. I guess my last book uh, that I'll do is uh, New Mutants: Dead Souls number two. Um. So basically, we got this uh, new team of mutants: uh, Richter, Boom Boom, Wolfsbane, Magic. Um. Oh, strong guy. Guido. Else in there. That's my guy. Yep. Yeah. Somebody else is in there. Anyways, um, so it starts out like, yeah, they're really trying to push the horror element. Um, it starts out we're like in Antarctica or whatever, some Russian uh, scientific military base in Russia, and they're getting attacked by something. Some monsters attack them. We don't see what it is. Uh, but they're like, it's coming, close, like, close the gates, blah, 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 don't let it in, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to uh, new mutants. They're, um, they're basically, they're, they're, uh, they get called in to go investigate. So they show up at the base, and the base is all fucked up. Everyone's dead. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? And then all of a sudden, boom, the ice breaks, and it's a fucking frost giant. So they basically, the book turns into a, a battle between the new mutants and this big giant frost giant. And it's pretty cool. It's uh, kicking everybody's ass, you know, even strong guy. He's, you know, tries to punch it, doesn't do anything, gets his ass kicked. Everybody's kicking. Everybody's getting their ass kicked by the frost giant. Um, and then finally, uh, uh, boom, boom. Magic takes boom, boom and teleports her inside of the frost giant. And then she blows him up from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> So that's basically it. It's just a big fight again. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, there's the banter. You know, you hear the, you know, the, the characters, you know, like, don't ever. Yeah, she's like, don't ever teleport me without asking me first. <laughs> and they, they all, they all, and, you know, there's all these references to other, you know, they're like, why isn't Annie Moonstar the leader? Why are we following magic? And she doesn't, she's, you know, they're all, there's all this distrust going on. It's all that banter, which is interesting you know for fans of the series um but then it ends where the the last issue ended where it cut to something these kids in connecticut where they're they're picking all these kids are picking on this other kid and they're they're calling him a mutie and stuff and he's like i'm not a mutant 
is okay. Well, then prove it. You got to go see the alone man's house, and it's just this cabin, creepy cabin in the woods. You got to go him, and if he doesn't eat you, then we'll know you're not a mutant. You go because this alone man eats mutants. They say. Okay, so he that's where the last book. That mutants, yeah. Yeah, so that's where the last book ended, and then same thing with this one. We cut to Connecticut, and the kid is going up to the cabin. And he's like, go ahead, go see if, if, the, if the alone man doesn't eat you, we'll know you're not a mutant. And he goes and he's all scared. And he, he bangs on the door and then the door opens and it's Warlock. What do you mean? The, oh, the, oh, yeah, the, the robot. The thing. robot, yeah, that yeah. robot thing, yeah. Okay. And it's like, and you know, he's like, and the book basically ends there. It's like, oh shit, it's Warlock. So that would make sense because Warlock basically takes your energy or turns you into a robot and then takes your takes the electricity out or some shit, whatever he does. Yeah, because he's part of that uh, evil alien robot. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he takes your life, he basically sucks your life away, but he turns you into a machine first or whatever. Or whatever, fuck. But, um, so, yeah, that's how, that's where it ends. It's just like, bam. So, I give it a four out of five. It, it was, a really, again, just really fast-paced. Um, a lot of fun. The, you know, the battle between the New Mutants and the Frost Giants was a lot of, was a lot of fun. So, yeah, four out of five. Cool, okay. New Mutants is back. Uh, like I said, last book I'm going to review is going to be uh, Avengers 687. Like I said, this is also No Surrender part, shit, I don't know, part 13, I guess. I don't know. This book is just, just going. Uh, but basically how the book starts off is that, okay, the Avengers have caught and captured Voyager. She's trying to get away, but she can't. Scarlet Witch and Dr. Voodoo do some some voodoo and stop her from leaving so she can't teleport out. And she's like, nah, you're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna tell us who the hell you are right now. And while she's talking, all of the memories that, you know, she's been planted into the Avengers, they start fading away so it goes back to normal. So they no longer picture her, you know, when they fighting Loki and Ultron and shit like that. And she was like, she tell, look, I'm the Grandmaster's my dad. He put me here to be like a ringer in the game but now for some reason i can't hear him i don't know where he is something is not right they cut back to the challenger and the game master you know the people that are running the game and the challenger has killed the game master the grandmaster so he's just like ashes on the ground and shit like that um uh, then the avengers are having some some peace and quiet time They're talking about you know trying to fix vision and lightning uh talks to wonder man saying we couldn't do anything against the hulk i'm useless he's like you know no worry you're not useless whatever he's fucking useless uh they cut back to bruce banner and he's just sitting in the room by himself and jarvis shows up and jarvis like uh dr banner why don't you talk with the rest of the avengers they're like i can't go in the room with them i, I whooped their ass i can't go back in there. i don't even feel right you know so he starts crying and shit he's like because I was at peace, Jarvis. I was dead and I was alone. I've realized the Hulk wasn't going to hurt anybody. Now I realize no matter what they do to me, I can't die. I even made some special errors for Hawkeye to kill me. Look at me. I'm still here. And there's like, there's no reason to go on. And Jarvis has been something like, look, I understand that you are upset right now, but you got to keep going. Like you, if you can't die, there must be a reason you can't die. You are a hero, but yes, you've done some, some things you're not proud of just like every Avenger that has ever existed. So you have to keep going. So Jarvis giving this pep talk, stuff like that. Why they doing that? Uh, like I said, we cut back to the challenger and the challenger say, like after he's killed the grandmaster. He's like, okay, look, I'm tired of fucking game. I'm done. We're not changing the rules, but I will win one way or another and he decides to teleport himself down to earth he causes tidal waves earthquakes 
blows up shit and he basically says you know to everybody it's time for the purge and eventually like oh shit who the fuck is this guy <laughs> and that's how the book ends you know yeah. so it looked like the next issue is going to be the challenger versus you know the avenger but the thing is like i said these elders like the grandmaster and the challenger they're basically gods so the avengers really can't fight these guys so it's kind of see how all these avengers going to team up with this guy but yeah i give this book uh i give this issue a 3.5 out of 5 because it really was a filler issue that's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just nothing happened until the challenger showed up at the end, and he didn't really do shit except just show up, you know. So, other than that, yeah. Uh, like I said, any other topics we have to touch or address, anything like that, or? Nah, I think we, we, we got it all. I think we got it all. I think we got an epic one here. We tried to condense as much as possible. We didn't even have that many topics for some reason. We topics just kept popping up as we were going along. So, <laughs> hey, such is podcasting. That's how it happens sometimes. <laughs> Uh, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. We got all of the podcasts we got going on. Eli has uh, the sister podcast, Geek Salves. Like I said, they're going to touch on topics we didn't do, or they may even touch on the same topic, but do it in a different direction they do. They'll listen to them and see what he got. We also got uh, This Geeks and Comics. They're going to review what we did, but they're not going to do it the same way we did it. Listen to their opinion. Listen to Comic Cast. They go deep detail about this stuff, and it's just an hour of just comic talk, not this random bullshit we do. <laughs> they actually focus in on this <laughs> shit. Uh, and all the other podcasts, just listen to Outright Geekery and definitely check out from there. Um, like I said, until then, this is Leroy. It's his Eli. And follow us next time. Same bully time, same bully channel.